Welcome back, brothers, to another episode of Our Very Own Balanced Men. I am happy to have you along with us for this week's episode. As always, if you enjoy the content that we produce this week, please feel free to share it with a brother that you think might also enjoy it. This week, we are joined by a brother that is definitely worth knowing. This week, it is none other than brother David McLaughlin. Brother David McLaughlin is an alumnus of our Minnesota Alpha chapter, in which he joined in 1988. And at the time that he joined, it was just a chapter of 15 active members. However, when he graduated in 1993, the chapter had over 100. During his undergrad, he served as chapter president, vice president, and member development chair. And immediately out of school, he started his journey of volunteering with SIGEP. He immediately served as the executive officer for SIGEP Australia, which visited over 70 SIGEP chapters promoting the first SIGEP study abroad program. He's also served as the AVC president for Minnesota Alpha. He has served as the district governor for several years. He's also been recognized numerous times. He's the recipient of the Sigma Phi Epsilon Distinguished Alumnus Award, and the Exemplary Service Award, and his dedication to SIGEP is unparalleled. He's a frequent facilitator at the Carlson Leadership Academy, in which he's facilitated six different tracks, and he's attended 30 Carlsons. On top of that, he has attended 16 conclaves. To truly understand the impact that SIGEP has had on his life, it even influences his dog, whose name is none other than Buchanan. Outside of SIGEP, Brother McLaughlin has a fascinating life where he has appeared on several live broadcasts, he's been written about in books, he's traveled the world, and he has an immensely successful career in hospitality where he's the owner of a historic venue, Summit Manor, which has been awarded multiple best of awards and Hall of Fame recognitions. It's a beautiful building. And on top of that all, it was recently ranked the top 2% of all venues nationally. I am excited beyond belief to share the stories and wisdom from a brother that truly exemplifies living brotherly love. Introducing brother David McLaughlin, Let's dive into the episode. All right, welcome back, brothers, to another episode of Our Very Own Balanced Men. I am pleased with our guest that we have this week. We have none other than brother Dave McLaughlin. Dave, thanks for being on the podcast, man. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Excited and looking forward to it. Yes, and coming to us, coming to the show live too from the the beautiful manor as well with the the dark bookshelf in the back. It's it's stunning. So I, w- I want to go back to where it all started uh, with with your journey in SIGEP. So tell me, like, why SIGEP? Uh, what was it that that made you want to take that leap of faith and join the organization? Sure. Well, you know, I I'm kind of rare in the SIGEP world. I was someone that came to campus. I was looking to join a fraternity. That's well, uh, SIGEP so I weren't, and uh, it's something that I always wanted. I knew I wanted to, but looking back, I know I didn't really know what that meant. And when I uh, wasn't ex- wasn't looking for what I found, 
And I was looking for the camaraderie, the fellowship, the brotherhood, that especially going to the University of Minnesota, a Big Ten school, 40, 50,000 students. I, I really wanted kind of that, that camaraderie in, in, in a family. And when I got to, to Minnesota, there was a whole bunch of really big chapters, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 men. And I thought, well, this is easy. I'm going to join one of them. But uh, the first group to reach out to me was SIGEP. They have 15 members and wow. had recently been, uh, yeah, recently been sort of closed and cleaned out and recolonized as this chapters do. And it wasn't what I was looking for. I wasn't looking to build something. I really just wanted to join something really great. But I also knew something that was important to me is uh, I didn't want anything to do with the negative as an attorney. I knew that mm. I didn't want anything to do with hazing, any hazing experience. I was really naive, and I just assumed that that was the stuff from the 40s and 50s and those long runs, hazing deals. But I was really uh, quickly got the vibe looking at all the, the chapters there that it wasn't the case. And these guys had said, yeah, 14, 15 of them, and a couple guys that were there from the headquarters as well. And there are some really neat, real people, and very openly said that we don't do any of that stuff. And they brought it up. And they're, you know, everyone said that, but they're the ones I believe. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I joined SIGEP, and I was a little bit nervous. What did I do? What did I get myself into? This little little chapter off-row, 15 men, uh, the Pi Pi sorority house next door, classic story, uh, going to class. And uh, we were so little and unknown. A couple of girls said, oh, SIGEP, now where is that? Where's your chapter? And we said right next door to your house <laughs> it was really embarrassing but we found something special there's a great group of people and some really good investment of time and energy from local alumni and headquarters staff and i was really proud of what we built we built a lasting brotherhood and fast forward when i graduated the chapter was near 100 men and winning the awards and all that wow uh, but fast forward even more we're still friends and brothers we chat all the time and that's the beauty of SIGEP is, you know, sort of big picture. People ask, why do I love SIGEP? And it, I, it comes down to this. With SIGEP, I get to live a thousand lives. Mm. As all the brothers I meet all over the country, I learn about them. I'm curious. Tell me about their work, their family, their job. And it, it just is an amazing experience to have all these friends and brothers across the country that I know everything about them and they're, we're, we're, we're brothers and friends. And I get to live their lives vicariously through our friendship. Wow. That's amazing. I, I love that story and I appreciate you sharing it. Uh, I agree. Totally rare. Somebody joining SIGEP knowing they want to, they want the college experience and wow too, starting off with a, a, a tight group of 14 to 15. And by the time you left campus, you said over a hundred. I'm curious, like, from that journey, I mean, a lot of building there, um, and, and I'm sure a lot of investment too from all of the members, yourself included. So among those four years of growth within the chapter, um, your undergraduate experience, if you had to pick out a, a pinnacle of that undergrad experience, uh, what would it be and, and why? Well, yeah. well, I, you know, I think for my undergrad experience, it really just is, no great, great moments. I, there's always an opportunity, if you're doing it right, 
to just sit around, rock the campus, rock the class with some really great people, different guys every time, to build a chapter that's really diverse. When I say diverse, I'm always an advocate of let's really be diverse in every way. Let's be diverse in getting guys that are that are going to school to be artists. Mm-hmm. You know, if your chapter, I always say, if your chapter doesn't have a couple, three guys that are majoring in the arts, like literally the arts, they, you're missing out. And when we roll on the campuses and we see chapters like, oh, we're 90% of our guys are the business majors. That's great, but I think you're missing out, right? Mm -hmm. Again, you're missing out on learning a whole different life. One of my favorite stories was middle of the night, a chapter brother, uh, he was a neon design major. Okay. Can you believe that? You you can do that? Apparently, right? So his major in college was neon design. That was his major? Was major. What? And so we were asking about sitting around the chapter house. Of course, it's, you know, it's, as we did as undergrads, and I miss it, two in the morning, whatever it is, just sitting around just chatting. And we, he said, yeah, well, I just, how does this work? And he said, well, do you want to go check out my studio? And we're like, you can go there now? And he said, yeah, I've got a key. And he's got a lot of studio. You know, right? Five, ten brothers, business majors, ROTC guys, really square guys, really different guys. We're walking across campus, and he shows us. He gives us a tutorial on how he does neon design. And <laughs> that is what life is about. Learning about something completely different from somebody you love. Wow. That is cool. Never heard of that major. Yeah, so, right? <laughs> so uh, accumulation, too, of all those small moments, it sounds like, really evoked some of this passion. So then what was it, if you had to like put a nail on it, Dave, was, what was it that made you want to volunteer out of the gate because I mean ever since graduation you've been you know one of the one of the most dedicated volunteers so um, what was it that sparked that passion and that urge to give back then well it there is a, a give back you, you feel almost guilty sometimes the amazing experiences you had this again you want to do what you can to try and help others have it I, I say Sega literally took me around the world and so it just you just feel a need, urge to, to pay it forward and, and bring some fellows along with it through the programs you do. It's like the Carlson Leadership Academy and the Conclave. Just, you know, here you and I, a couple guys chatting, a couple, you know, 20, 30 years age difference, and we're brothers, right? And that, that's an amazing experience. Another thing I share often is if you were to ask me, what is your greatest SIGUP experience ever? My answer is always, it hasn't happened yet because it always gets better. Hmm. But it hasn't happened yet. As soon as something amazing happens, another one does. And it always gets better. What else can you say? What what other, that's it. Let's join. Yeah, true. And and as soon as you start to to pay back that debt to Uncle Billy, uh, a solid Bartonism, uh, yeah, as soon as you start to pay back that debt, though, I mean, that next that next amazing experience that you describe happens and puts you right back where you started. So Absolutely. would you say that is what's kept you volunteering for for so long is just those those number of experiences that you've had as a volunteer and the way that it continues to impact your life? Or what is it then that what's kept you, you know, in the game volunteering for this this amount of time? At, well, 
definitely because I enjoy it. It's fun. We get some, we get something out of it. I always feel like going to the events, going to the board of governors, going to the conclave. The price of admission to doing those amazing things is is sometimes the volunteering. As much as we love volunteering, we get something out of it. it it's sort of like that's the ice on the cake. We get to go do those things, right? So that's part of it. But I think part of folks being long-term volunteers is they they find something that they can really make a difference for, right? And mm-hmm. you know, when, when I was helping recruit volunteers, which I guess I'm, we're always doing, you know, something that if we reach out to someone who hasn't been involved in SIGA for 10, 20 years, right away they might say, oh boy, I haven't been involved. I don't know anything about the balanced math program. I don't I don't know anything about undergrads. I don't know anything about this. I, I would not be a good volunteer. My answer is, oh, you're perfect because we don't need experts in the balanced man, and we don't need experts in the undergraduate experience. We've got it. Mm-hmm. We've, got, we've got the professionals on the campus We've got SIGAP staff. We've got volunteers who know about them. We've got that covered. We need volunteers who can bring real-world experience to our undergrads. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's that tell, come in and not a presentation, but through your everyday interaction of volunteering, get chatting about your business and how it works, how this undergraduate experience of the SIGAP chapter is similar to your business. Get talking about if you're a doctor, Talking about what a perfect time to have a doctor volunteer, right? Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Any, any, any chapter or alumni group that isn't all actively including doctors and nurses that are saying yes to come help out and volunteer at chapters, you're missing out, right? Yeah. So we don't need SIGAP experts. In fact, we've got plenty of those. Let's get some <laughs> volunteers in to bring everyday real world experiences because that's what we give to each other is learning how to do things, you know? It, your first experience learning about how a business runs should not be uh, when you start a business one day in 10 years. It should be when you're hanging around a bunch of sales who did it a long time. Wow. Yeah, I, I love that a lot. And piggybacking off of that, because that's been such a valuable role that you've played as well is is recruiting new volunteers to, you know, to invest in the SIGAP experience as well. And so I'm curious, since we have uh, undergraduate listeners as well and, and young professional listeners, um, what would you say then to that recent grad or that recent alum um, about volunteering for SIGAP? And how would you, what would your go-to line then be um, to encourage them to, to begin that, that journey of, you know, giving back? Yeah, great question. Well, before you give back, invest in yourself, meaning Every SIGAP alumni out there is very likely to be excited to get a random phone call out of the blue from an undergraduate or a recent alumni. I introduced myself, I heard about you, or quite frankly, I looked you up. I saw that you are a doctor, a dentist, an architect, and I'm a SIGAP. Can I come hang out with you and visit? And everyone's going to say yes. Everyone wants to show off and share their talents and their experience. I'd say young volunteers, under, young undergraduates, don't wait for SIGAP to show up and say, here, here is this program we built to get you hooked up with someone. Grab the opportunity. We're all sitting around literally excited to get a phone call and just introduce yourself. The, the network you will build and, and dive into will just 
put you where you want to be. And the giving back part, it's going to happen. It's going to happen naturally. Mm-hmm. Get yourself out there, invest in yourself, learn about the things of the real world you can bring back and say, yeah, my best days of volunteering definitely were after I've had a lot more real world experience. Wow. Wise words. I love that. And and there's so much too, even within the surrogate world that you've done. I mean, heck, even for crying out loud, even your dog's name, Buchanan, like I, I'd love that so much. Um, so I don't even know how to add, but like, what would you say then has been the, the biggest or, or most profound way then that SIGEP has impacted your lives? Like you talk about how it's, it's, you know, you've been able to travel the worlds and live a million lives. And I mean, even the way that you describe it, you can sense the passion for it. And I'm curious, like if you were really looking at it and you're like, what, what has it been? The, the biggest impact, what would you say? Well, I, I don't, I don't know. I could put a, a thumb on that one. It is a family affair. Uh, you know, SIGEP is family. And the, if you're going to be a successful volunteer, your wife or your spouse, your husband, they, they have to be in on it too. They need to know what you're doing. And uh, my parents, uh, when they were when they're alive, and my family, everyone knows what SIGEP's about, and they're proud of it. So, you know, it, boy, you're asking the impossible question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> you know, the opportunities of friendship and fellowship is beyond anything I don't know a lot of folks can possibly experience. Mm-hmm. But that is part of it too it's not free it doesn't come to your door you have to invest in it wow. it's like anything in life you want to have an amazing so you have experience you've got to invest in it you've got to show up and volunteer you got to stay in touch with your brothers stay in touch beyond social media mm-hmm. that's easy that's really easy uh, you know reaching out and calling yeah. The best best advice for undergraduates, which I'm sure you've heard, really is pick up that phone and call. Yeah. It's, it makes all the difference in the world. I've hired people in our business just because they call me over people who have better resumes. Wow. I first had lunch. Nice. They call up and looking for work. I, I want to talk to that person because that means they're not going to be afraid to call a potential client. That's cool. That's really cool. And, and I shouldn't be surprised to hear... Um, you know, such advice like that from from a brother that really exemplifies, uh, you know, the cardinal principle of brotherly love so much consistently, um, and and that's that's something I'm curious as well. So I, I know that um, your brother had um, passed away in, in a tragic accident, and, and I know that what followed, uh, you know, the outpouring of support from the brotherhood, it was it was a really powerful, um, you know, moment of brotherly love from so many brothers um if you will and if you're willing like take me through uh what what was that experience of of receiving that brotherly love from you know fellow you know volunteers and, and SIGET brothers from around the the country um you know in in that moment yeah but it was uh it was overwhelming so my younger brother will was nine years younger 
And he was uh, the chapter chapter president of Minnesota. Well, same time I was a Lumber Board president. So that was funny. Your kid brother is the chapter president. We had some fun with that. And uh, anyway, all the things you could say about a perfect brother. And he also was involved in the national level. He was a student rep for the National Board of Directors. And uh, an amazing kid. And just before graduation, he was offered from Senator Wellstone to be his body man. So he's Senator Wellstone's body man. Wherever Paul went, he was there. And he got to look cool, wearing the dark shades. He looked like the Secret Service. Even the Secret Service guys a couple of times mistook him for one of theirs. And it was, mm-hmm. He had some great stories. So wherever the Senator went, he was with. I was with him. And uh, sadly, their, their, their plane crashed in the northern Minnesota when they were going to an event. So within minutes, my phone was overwhelmed. Uh, folks like Jay Ertz, uh, you know, talk about living a thousand lives. Jay Ertz, an old man from Texas. I've got nothing in common with him, nothing. He called me and said, I cleared my schedule up in Minneapolis. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Wow. I appreciate you sharing. Yeah. And since then, you know, we've created an endowment and we've been sending guys to rock. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and at this point too, it's how many brothers has that sent to rock? I know, I know Matt, I think was one last year. How many guys has that sent in total? Oh, pushing 50. Yeah. So we spread wow. endowment will's name and, uh, we send out, right now we're able to send two SIGEPs to Rocky of the Year to build that and do more and more. So, because these experiences, you know, this, if there was one thing I were to critique SIGEP, and it's just the reality of life, I wish we could do these experiences for more and more SIGEPs. Every SIGEP could experience luck. Yeah. And we would just be that much greater. And the upside of where we are now with COVID and all that, it, it quick pivot that this headquarters is doing to do some of this stuff online, all of it, it's overwhelmingly amazing. We're able to have more touches and more experiences for brothers. So there's an upside. There's an upside to everything. You know, that there's there's opportunity everywhere. Yeah, I like that a lot. And so a pivot away from from the SIGEP world, because as as a yeah. as an alumni, I mean, you ha- as an alumnus, you've reached such a level of professional success and personal success. So, um, say that you get that call, uh, as you described earlier, that that undergrad just calls you up and says, "Dave, you know, I'm I'm about to to graduate, about to go out into the the real world, uh, yeah. if you will." Um, what what advice do you have for me? So, say that you get that question on the call, like. What is your go-to advice for that undergraduate brother as they head out into the, the real world? Be curious. Be curious. Be curious. Okay. I like that. And so, and why, why that? And, and, and what would you tell them to, to live a life of curiosity then? If you can get yourself to be genuinely curious about anyone you're talking to, about any situation you're in, about any job you might do, I mean, that's easy. But any situation you're in, be curious. If you're in someone's home, don't ask them the obvious. How much did this cost? How long you lived here? 
ask him detailed, curious questions. What, what is it you like about this hole? You know, tell me about how you picked it. Get, you're going to be the, the most interesting person in the world if you can ask questions that are based on a curiosity, not fact. Right? So, mm. if you if you are learning about somebody, you're, 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 it's like it's like it's recruitment. So yeah, we're trying to make friends. We're being curious about them. And let's say, oh hello, Caleb, good to meet you. What was your GPA in high school? <laughs> we, we incorrectly ask dumb questions like that all the time. You know, maybe not that'll work, but it's that simple. What do you like to do for fun? No, get in there, ask it. That's cool shirt. You know, get in there, ask some questions. Where, where are you from? What did you do freshman year? You know, really have some fun questions. Ask about their family, where they'd like to see themselves in the future. Not what job, but where would you like to live? How many times do you get asked that? You always get asked, you know, probably what you want to do when you graduate. Mm-hmm. How many people ask you, where would you like to live? Yeah, ask questions like that. Ask different questions. That's such a and good point. You're right. You know, so be curious. Now, if someone wanted to get some advice from you, you call them up, be curious. I really want to learn everything about your business. I'm curious about it. I'm not going to be doing that myself either, right? Yeah. If you want to learn about everything about hospitality, it is business models the same problem as anything, right? It's, but be curious about their business model because you're going to pick up a lot of fun things. Whenever we go to events or functions or someone's house, my wife will catch me and she'll say, I know exactly what you're thinking. Because I will see something and I go, wow, look at that. And I start asking about it because I'm stealing the idea, whatever it is. I'm stealing this idea and we're doing it somehow. And I don't know how yet, but I love this. We're stealing this idea. And there you go. Or you could just walk in and ask the dumb questions and be, you know, might as well be a light fixture on the wall if you're going to ask the same dumb question. Oh my gosh. I love it. Stealing like an artist. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Caleb, where do you want to live when you grow up? I don't know. As you said that, I was like, I've never been asked that. I think if I had to really think, look back, I've gotten the, what do you want to do? Or, you know, what, is, what do you major in? Um, never been asked that before. So yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to, you know, I'll have to think on that. Um, I, so you, yeah, you definitely, uh, lead the, lead the life of curiosity. It sounds like, um, asking the, you know, the interesting questions, and so I'm curious, as you've lived that life of curiosity and you've been this lifelong learner then, uh, what would you say to has been the um, most valuable lesson learned then through, through all of those experiences that you've gained within the hospitality world and just even through your life personally, um, what has been the, the biggest game-changing lesson that you've learned? I don't know about game changing. That's that's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> you got me back on that. I But I think kind of tooling off the curiosity. I you really should try to be an expert in everything. And then know the balance of what you can do yourself and what you hire out to have done. But if you know how to do it yourself, you know how it works. This is everything from the HVAC to the whatever to to the accounting, right? Yeah. 
you know how it works, you know how it's supposed to work, and someone comes in with the idea to have it be better, you recognize the idea right away because you're, oh man, I never thought of that because I know how it works now. So they're really good leaders, in my opinion, for small business. We're a small business. I'm not a parent of industry. Mm-hmm. But the really good folks that make it and enjoy it are experts in everything. They really are. Everything about their business, they know in and out. They can do it. I joke all the time. If there's something going on, I personally, the boss, can step in and do anything. And I have and I will because that's what you do, right? And uh, that's part of that curiosity. When the HVAC guy's here and he goes up in the attic, and he comes down with a part. I know what it is. I, I, I know because I, I paid to have it fixed before. Right? <laughs> I, know how, I know how it's supposed to work. Because the first time that a guy went up there, I went up there with him and I watched what they do and I asked a lot of questions. Oh, okay. How's that work? Well, I don't understand. Oh, okay. Why does the water drip out this way? Oh, okay. I get it. Right? Yeah. I like that. Wise words to, to live by. I dig that. And so I'm going to, I'm going to steal that theme then of leading life with curiosity. And uh, I'm going to curiously dive into some of my favorite questions as well. Our lightning round of uh, an opportunity to, yeah, the opportunity to, to really um, dive into the the good insights and, and wisdom and, and have some extra fun as well. So you ready for the lightning round? What's the prize? What's the prize? Ooh, to be determined. <laughs> you usually have t-shirts, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or we'll just we'll come out with a, a Rush Sigep mask. Um, that'll be go. all the oh, rage sure. this fall. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so, so tell me, Dave, uh, what has been the most impactful book that you've read uh, in your entire life? Uh, the Time Machine. The Time Machine. Who's that by? I haven't. I have never heard of that. H.G. Wells, The Time Machine. It's kind of classic science fiction. Okay. And it's in the, the form of classic science fiction, it's got uh, true science fiction. It's not robots and monsters and all that stuff like that. It's it's what if you built a time machine and you went back and you saw the way things were and you saw the future and what it could be and how would it impact you and the morality and and it's just the classic 1950s sci-fi mm. feel to it. It's, yeah, you know, I guess maybe, it, hey, wow, who knew? I always loved that book. One every once in a while. Nice. Probably that and, you know, Huck Finn, Tom Sawyer. Okay. But, the... You know, that, that we get one life to live and we'll still get to get to live a thousand. Yeah, I love that. Um, is there a, a quote that you try to live your life by uh, on a daily basis, and if so, uh, what is it? Well, there's a, there's a million great ones out there, a couple that are really personal to me and to our families. A couple call one of on quotes. His class will just stand up, keep fighting. And, uh, that's, the other one that's kind of uh, almost timely is uh, you have to think about it a little bit. So not as good as stand up, keep fighting. But... Uh, well, one that he would say is sometimes you have to start a fight to win. Mm. That's one I, I, I have no commentary for. If you know, it's just one to think about. Sometimes you have to start a fight to win. I like both of those. Thank you. 
Um, the next one is the, uh, hypothetically, if you have a, a giant billboard for the entire world to see, what message are you putting on that billboard and why? Well, I'm feeling the lightning aspect. I would probably just do probably love or peace or hope. Yeah. I love that. Nice. I think this next one will be hard for you just with the amount of, of, of brothers and just, uh, you know, brothers for within the SIGUP world that you've connected with. So if you had to, to pick one or I'd say a few if you wanted to, uh, SIGUP mentors that have most impacted your life. And uh, what lessons you learned from them? Sure. Well, yeah. I, how much tape do you have? <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. And in a spirit of feeling bad about leaving some folks out, you know, certainly Tom Martin has become one of my best friends in the world. But, uh, that is a guy that, uh, again, that theme of living a thousand lives. That's a guy that started with nothing and built something amazing. And not only his professional life, his personal life. That's the guy has taught me so much. He taught me to uh, don't be afraid to ask. And you know, his classic, that classic story I've shared many times. Tom, he's just, if you don't know Tom, he's a, a character and a wonderful human being. And one time he was telling me about this big client deal. It's a big client. Mm -hmm. I, said, I said, wow, how did you do that? And he looked at me and said, get this. I asked him. And boy, was that just a thing upside my head. Like, yep, yeah, good for you. You did. It's that simple sometimes, right? And, uh, and he's, he's, he's been there for me. And I, I, there's so many to think of. You know, another one that's a person that's extremely important to our family in, in, in our life is Gary Keith. Gary is someone that is you know, national board, past grand president, or you name it. And his professional life, what else is there to do? He's, he's amazing. But he's got this line that is just hits my heart every time because it's so true. He says, we're just brothers. And the meaning that I take from it is, if you look across the spectrum of all our city of brothers and friends, there are people of great fame and wealth. There are everyday average stay-ups. There are everyday average people. There's paycheck to paycheck guys who are really struggling. And when we get together, we're just brothers. And we talk to each other about anything. There's no airs. There's no traded chat. We're just, anybody can talk to anybody. And it, Gary exemplifies that in every way possible. And he's an important part of my life. Wow. Yeah, two uh two SIGEP heroes uh of, of mine as well, yeah. Um I don't even when when would it have been that you and Tom first met then? I I mean it goes back so long, it's yeah. Yeah, well it's a a great a great we probably met anecdotally, but the one we first really met was the a CLA in, in Minneapolis and he drove up in a blizzard. And every, the roads were all shut down, but Tom was going to get there no matter what. <laughs> they closed the freeway behind him, and this grand, grand CLA, which you know the CLAs now are six, 700 guys. Well, this one, because of the blizzard, there's like 92 people there, and it's a total disaster. And so Tom was leading the alumni session, and since I was in town, in Saint, I live in St. Paul here, uh, 
I was one of two people attending the session. So. <laughs> My gosh. We got to be great friends ever since. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, an awesome guy. Uh, and then my favorite question of them all, the walkout oh. song. Yes, what is what is the swagger uh, swagger tune for you? So, well, I, I'll give you an answer. I'm going to sneak up and nerd it out. Okay. The song will be right, right now because on a Conclave video a few years ago, that was the big song. It was one of the first really big hit Conclave videos. And so that was, that, that was played at every chapter house for a thousand years. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and that is that's a... That's a good tune as well. That's a good walkout song. I like that. Oh my gosh, uh, what a what a fun uh, episode here. I mean, between some of the the stories of, of building up a, a small little known chapter uh, at Minnesota Alpha uh, that the Pi-Fi's didn't even recognize were their neighbors, uh, to some some really applic- applicable and um, pretty powerful. I tell you what, part of that, what I love about the SIGUP story is, again, we're all, if we do it right at an undergraduate level, we do it right, we're building chapters where the really guys that aren't very socially there yet, they're comfortable, they're nerds, they're square, that they feel welcome to have a home. And if we're making a home for all sorts of different guys like that, then we help, we we help, we help them kind of build those crazy. My freshman year and sophomore year and junior year and senior year and first 10 years out of school, my social skills and my ability to talk and interact with people really was, was something that I was nervous about, very scared of social situations. But then the brothers bring you along and they make you feel welcome and they basically show you how to do it. Mm-hmm. We're, we are in the business of changing lives. Wow. We're going to change those lives one way or another. Yeah, and nothing, nothing will stop it. Not even a, not even a pandemic. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> I yeah. love that the business of changing lives. Well, I, I got to say thank you for, for tapping in and, and letting us borrow even more of your uh, time and talents um, this evening. Uh, appreciate it, brother. Well, thank you. You're a, you're an absolute rock star for doing this, and uh, you know. Kudos to you and a big thank you on behalf of uh, everyone and say you're you're amazing for putting this together. It's, and you're good at the you got the good interview skills too. You're natural. That does it for this week's episode of our very own Balanced Men. I hope you enjoyed this week's content. We have a fantastic episode lined up for next week, so be sure to tune back in next Tuesday for another edition of our very own Balanced Men. Until next time.